0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson.
1: Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I didn't know I was so buff (laughs) until I just logged into Discord and saw your AI art. I am jacked. Accurate. You look pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I might need to make that my profile picture. My goodness, <laughs> you look fantastic as well. Well, thank you, thank you. You're, you've got tentacle fingers. You've got the, you know, the like. I'm telling you, weekend with us is a good time. Let me just say that.
0: I think things came out pretty good. I don't know. Overall, you know.
1: It's an interesting rabbit hole that I have fallen down,
0: but you know. So,
1: so how did, how did this happen? What to walk me through what, you know, we've got four ropes, but that's, that's okay. So where'd you find this? What's, how's it work?
0: Um, this is 100% a piece of software called automatic 1111, um, which basically is a local install of a tool known as Stable Diffusion, which is a type of AI software that uses AI to generate art from text prompts. Um, and I've been fiddling with it, installing different models and different hyper networks and learning different prompt keys and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I finally started outputting some stuff that I thought looked good, and I said, "Ah, oh, all right, I guess the logical place to really start as I'm learning here is uh, with the with the podcast." And um, yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know. I, it's working. It has now become my new Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I love that it, it put the avatar. the
0: DC. On the shirt, uh, on the on the yes. breast there. Monogram t-shirt.
1: That is not very something I brand. told it to do, but there it is. That's very cool. That's very cool. I think, you know, certainly, maybe every month, the person who sends in the most emails gets their own AI art. <laughs> Encourage some participation here. Yeah. Uh, it's just something
0: I wanted to learn how to do, so I, I've been... Playing with it, and we'll go from there. I don't know. This year, I said to myself, I made some New Year's resolutions, and I, I okay, and just it was mostly about learning new things. One of them was AI art because I had been aware of it, and I wanted to really see mm-hmm. what it worked and how it what it was like. And there's this, and then I'm also thinking about getting into like um, 3D modeling or animation stuff, um, may, with the idea of maybe making some simple games at some point. I, I don't know, but it's a probably a huge undertaking to do. Cause really I'm not talking about learning one part of game design, right? I'm talking about learning all parts. I'd have to learn the programming for the game engine. I'd have to learn the modeling um, for mm-hmm. creating the assets. I'd have to learn how to rig the animation, blah, 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 blah. So like, I, you know, it's probably not a super realistic goal, but You know, something to
1: fiddle with and dabble with, and what I'm hearing here, what I'm hearing here, is you're down to only one job, ostensibly, and you actually have time to do other stuff, and so you've decided, oh, maybe I'll become a video game designer now.
0: I mean, I also want to read a book a month this year. I probably haven't read a book
1: in. I've got a reading goal. Donut. I'm trying to do more reading. I'm trying to do more reading a week. I've got this giant, you know, history of the birth of humanity style book that I'm slowly making my way through. My guess is I will fall off all
0: of these things in relatively quick fashion. Um, but hey, I want to at least—I
1: uh, don't know—give it a little we shot. You can check in. You want to? Do you want to document these? And we can do, you know, some occasional check-ins here on the podcast to keep ourselves accountable and see how we're doing. Or does that sound like too much?
0: That work? sounds like way too much work to me, DC. All
1: right. I'm just saying I'm going to potentially have some free time if we're canceling Peacock. That's all I'm saying. Are we canceling gonna have, Peacock? When I went to bed last
0: well, night. Well, yeah, but. I haven't looked today. My assumption was that um, none of that stuff had actually been confirmed. So of course,
1: of course. But uh, when I went to bed last night and the wrestling quote unquote journalists were, uh, you know, telling me that Vince McMahon is selling the company to a Saudi investment firm and you know that the deal was done and, that was why Stephanie McMahon stepped down, because you can't have a female CEO in a Saudi company and all of that. I was like, I, I can't do it. I've reached my limit. Vince coming back to sell the company, I can talk myself into. Yep, that makes sense. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. If they sell to Disney or Comcast or whatever, Then then we're all good. But I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We'll, you know, we'll get Honor Club. We'll get New Japan World. We'll hope AEW gets itself a streaming service, and that'll be that'll be it. And uh, then, of course, you wake up this morning, and you know, people actually know things, or like, eh, no, none of this is actually true. And then the journalists go back and say, well, they can't admit that it's true, but I've heard my sources say it's done. It's just. They've got to dot the I's and cross the Ts. And- the, the
0: thing is, like J.P. Morgan was like announced to be, you know, basically uh, the party responsible for negotiating sales, yeah, facilitating, the sales. and that. Well, that announcement was like last week. It just, it seems unlikely that a deal would be in place that quickly. That quickly. Um, but on the other hand, Vince McMahon ascending back to power with this deal in his back pocket would make a lot of sense. Um, But, I mean, whatever. The thing that gets me about all of this is the first news was, oh, yeah, not planning on changing anything about uh, the leadership structure. Less than a week later, Stephanie McMahon is out as CEO. Um, Nick Khan is full-time CEO instead of sharing it, I think. Um, Vince is back being the chairman of the board. Two others have been ousted and replaced with his people. And actually, it's more than that. I think if I read something, it was like six out of 11 people who were chair members as of last week are now out. So like...
1: Yeah, so uh, some of them, yeah. It seems like a bunch of them reside. And yeah, like, you know, Stephanie McMahon, if you Before all
0: this sort of went down, you remember she she was on a leave of absence, and then she said, I'm returning my leave of absence, in fact, I'm going to take it one step further by resigning. Like, she was on her way out of that company. She figured out that her father and whoever wasn't somebody that she wanted to continue working with, and now Mm -hmm. this whole thing has happened, and I'm sorry she can write the most amicable thing that she wants as to why she's not there, but... I think yeah. the writing's on the wall there. And you could tell me all day long that, oh, yeah, Triple H is still head of creative for, what, another week? Because it's not going to last long. We know that Vince McMahon gave up on Triple H's creative in NXT and basically outsted him from there. Like, that's not, that's not going to happen long term. Triple H is not going to stay We're in the position he's in. I mean, anybody here who thinks that you're actually going to see the payoff of any of the storylines that Triple H put into motion this entire time, like in this, in this lead up to WrestleMania, no, Vince is going to be back fully in charge, doing whatever the hell he wants by WrestleMania time.
1: I, I, that's just my gut feeling on that. It, I I'm sadly forced to agree with you. My my take on it when it first everything first went down was okay. So here's where we're going to go. Vince is going to put the company up for sale and it's, we are two or three weeks out from the rumble. So the next three months are, if we have the best Royal rumble and the best WrestleMania build leading to the biggest WrestleMania of all time, well then, you know, that's a prime time to be advertising your company and having it be for sale. Look what we can do. Look what, Look how marketable we can be. Look at all the Hollywood ties. You know, this is when you drive that dump truck full of money over to the rock and are like, please come back. You know, black Adam was terrible. You need a, you need a win. Please come back and wrestle Roman reigns. Um, you know, and then they can sell at, you know, to quote that, I don't remember. There was some Twitter, Twitter guy that was always saying WWE is the best it's ever been. well, But I'd like to believe that Triple H could stay in power, but you're right. It seems very unlikely. I would imagine. No, Yeah,
0: admittedly, when he left before, he also had a health issue, and maybe that was part of what spurred Vince to make the decision he made at that time. So maybe,
1: maybe he'll stay, but I just. I I think he'll be in charge of creative, but Vince is going to have a vote. And he's got the power, so his vote's going to, you know, you're going to see a Vince. Well, And, of course, what's going to wind up happening is the same thing that happened when Vince left. When Vince left, all of a sudden, magically, according to the fans on Twitter, the WWE got way better instantaneously because Vince was no longer involved. Now, everybody's going to shit on WWE again because they think Vince has something to do with it. Whether or not he does is inconsequential. The, the, the belief will be he's involved. So if somebody, you know, if all of a sudden they're they're pushing it that Cody's going to win the rumble and Cody wins the rumble and we're not going to get a payoff to this Sami Zayn story, then everybody is going to be like, oh, that Vince, he's screwing us again. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's an awkward time. I want to be excited for the Royal Rumble. I do. It's the best pay-per-view. It's the best gimmick match of all time, as I talk about on an upcoming joy of booking episode, um, but it's difficult to do when all of this is going on. So we'll see you know if by next week they have the deal is in place or it seems to be heading that way, I can't keep supporting this company. I can't watch the archive in good conscience. I wish I could but probably can't so crazy times crazy times doc Manson so outside of your uh outside of your you know you want to read and you want to uh do some ai art again it's beautiful and you want to do some uh video game design what's what's the latest over there at manson manor how are things how's the wife how's the pup good what's, what's good what's new and exciting um you back to work full time you are no
0: you oh not yet no i mean at this point this week um going into the office tuesday thursday to match mrs manson's schedule. And, um sure. still working from home Monday, Wednesday, Friday, a little bit, but you know really doing most of my work on tuesday thursday, um uh, and doing what has to get done on the other days um I got some l e d fluorescent bulb replacements, and the lighting fixture in the bathroom here in the hallway uh burnt out mm-hmm. over the weekend, so I ordered some on Amazon, they came today, and that's back up and running, so now you can use the bathroom uh illuminated I can't, I can't wait yeah um Mrs. Manson sent an email uh inquiring about uh puppies, okay, so there might be a second dog in our future,
1: hey, found you it's gotta be a Bernese mountain dog you need you need the odd couple sort of thing, I think
0: we're sticking with dachshunds, but
1: but yeah Uh, i suppose you have a name picked out already no not really maybe felix if i have if i can be uh clever that would be that would be the logical answer
0: yeah but in all fairness we didn't rename oscar when we got him that was his name um that he was bestowed before we met him and uh i suspect we might do the same with whoever comes next but we'll see Oscar's, you Fido. know, he's 10, and he's a young 10, according to the vet. Um, he doesn't really show any signs of aging at this point. Um, and, you know, we we had the puppy from her parents around earlier this year, and that's been good. Oscar likes that mostly. I think the real trouble spot comes from the fact that that puppy is now much larger than he is, and and that can be troublesome with all that energy and stomping on him and all that kind of stuff. Um sure. but know, somebody more his size, I think um would help keep
1: him young for a while longer. So I think so. And you know, we can get to it when we get to the email, but I'm just you know, what's are you looking for full on puppy puppy? Are we looking for like toddler age puppy? Know. You know. Um
0: at this point we're probably looking at puppy puppy, but um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You want him housebroken? Open. No, we can train him. That's not a big deal. There's nothing in this house that probably hasn't already been piddled on. So, you know.
1: Fair nothing enough. You can't fix. I like that open-minded attitude. Yeah. Well, good. When is it next week? Is that when things resume after the oh, yeah. Yeah. holiday weekend? Indeed, sir. Where did the time go? Where the, It felt like it was just... You know, we were just getting into it. We were just getting ready for the holidays. And now,
0: man, I barely have done anything for this upcoming cycle either. Like, I mean, I did lots of stuff, but like it was all for the stuff that I'm sort of leaving behind because I'm a nice person. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time. I'm not too concerned about
1: it, but um, are you going to make AI art for the class?
0: I thought about it, although I don't know that the AI art would be able to replicate anything useful for the class. I mean, I might be able to make like some rudimentary style cells and things like that, but I I don't think that these models would have a good enough grip on molecular structures or cellular structures to uh, be able to do anything educational. But I, I will probably toy with it at some point. I, I That was one of my thoughts, was I would at least see what I
1: could do with it. Well, and I would just think, you know, again, even for the little, you know, cute little cartoons to go in between the slides just to add some levity into... you know,
0: And at the macro level, like, it's certainly something I could use perhaps for, like, making images for a lab manual or something like that. That's has potential beakers and flasks mm-hmm. and things, but
1: we'll see. And jumping to the other thing, I, I would assume, I would presume that I could get a general sense of the type of video game that you would want to create. If you were the type to create a video game, I would assume it would be something in the horror genre, maybe not a horror, horror survival game, like seven days to die. Cause that's already been made. But something, you know, to that effect, do you have an idea for what kind of game you would like to build?
0: Um, I think if I was to do something again, because this is a rather complicated thing and I feel like I would want to take it one step at a time, I think I would probably start with something like a visual novel of some sort, um, something like the Doki Doki Literature Club or something like that, um, because they it's not so much about animation, right? It's a lot of rendered stills and getting those images to come in and out and, and posing figures. So it would be it would be an opportunity to to work on modeling uh, of characters and learning those tools, and then I presume a relatively simplistic game engine. Uh, where again, animation isn't really a thing, and moving around in 3D space isn't so much a thing. Um, but would probably give me some information about how to actually do some of the logic and programming. One of the game engines I was I'm aware of and was looking at uses Python, so I'd learn a little bit of Python programming while I was at it.
1: You know, so I, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, maybe something like that. Now you, know. you get. Now you got me thinking of those old like text based games. Like there's one called I think Circuits Edge that you know when my parents bought their first computer, it came with this little like game pack, and I think Circuits Edge was one of the games that it came with. And you know it was it was one of those that you have this little picture at the top, and then the text would go, and you would type in essentially walk north, go go in, and you know doing that type of thing. That was a fun game. Yeah. Because they had like mod, it was, you know, this futuristic game and you could like, you had these chips that you could put into your body and you would gain abilities. But then you could also, I think you could do drugs, which as like a, you know, young teenager with no idea what was going on. Oh, I think there were like, you know, women that you could pay for various activities. It was a, it was a weird game. All right. All right. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's something like that, but probably with a lot less freedom because those games with the text you could usually like describe like inspect this thing and you know this would probably be more of a straightforward visual novel that whole genre doesn't have a lot of um, it's usually a sort of a set narrative yeah there might be Mm -hmm. choices that affect things and maybe ultimately affect how some character stories play out or or the conclusion Um, but yeah nothing too overly complex I say that now, but I mean, at the same time, like when I really start dissecting and looking at all the different parts of that, I think all of those different parts are complex enough that even putting together something simple would actually be quite difficult. So I don't know.
1: If you need assistance in the writing of the story, you know who writes great stories that are great for radio, like audio stories, talk to GQ. In the night, you could you could do the in the night video
0: game. I'd be lying to you if I didn't if I hadn't already thought of that. Um, I did. I had that consideration. was like I mean, there's already a story there. Like, but
1: uh, 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 we'll yeah. see. Or you take horror and you make you make a, the visual novel. You turn your podcast into the game. So people could do the, you know, you're basically just walking them through the history of horror movies. Maybe there is no game, maybe it's just, you know. I
0: bet you a lot of people would play that game. A tons.
1: Just as many people as listened to Horrid, probably. Hey. It was a good show. I'm looking forward to the next season. How come you where is that in your New Year's resolution, right? In the next season of Horrid? You got a document. You're already working on it. Maybe not a lot.
0: As I said, as, as, I, as I've kind of already said, um, nobody listened to that show. So, unless I was going to majorly retool it into something that wasn't quite so academic, um, mm-hmm. I don't think that it would gather an audience.
1: So i I would just like to say not a ton of people listen to my solo podcast and I'm there's no signs of stopping. I just keep coming up with other stuff to do.
0: I need that external motivation, DC.
1: Apparently. And, I'm just like, you know. Yeah, I know. And I don't think that somebody's ever going to find it and be like, oh, yes, this is what I've been seeking. It's just these are the these are the nerdy games that I would have played as a kid. And the fact that even two or three people are interested, all I need.
0: And as a kid, Simple I probably would have thought making a video game was really cool. So, I mean, I guess it's sort of the same thing. Yeah. I, can, I played a lot think, of video games. I,
1: I well, and that's it. I think between your deep knowledge of horror, your deep knowledge of video games, and just the creative mind that I know you possess, I think you could really. And if you want to add in your actual, you know, deep knowledge of the sciences, I think you are uniquely qualified to come up with a very cool video game. So. I could see it. I'm looking forward to it. Your game's going to take over. It's going to be the next fall guys. It's going to be the next among us. No, no, I'm not again, not looking for anything where players have agency. It will, it, will, so- it will break. It will break into the mainstream. My students will be using words like they use sus now. And yeah. I don't think so. Emergency meeting. And- I hope that
0: third graders or are- third graders. No. Second
1: graders? (laughs) Yeah. I hope second graders wouldn't be playing any game that I make. Let's just put it that way. Oh, my goodness. The amount of games that they're playing Fortnite, they're playing, you know. Granted, Fortnite's not terrible. No, no, no. I still don't, you know. Still don't think it's super appropriate. (sighs) I'm finding lately that the topics we have tend to end faster. No, like within, within the first 30 minutes, I'm like, we've, we've sort of hit. Oh, I did have one thing I wanted to add to pick your brain about. Cause you, you tend to have a, you tend to be somewhat futuristically minded. You, you can kind of see where the puck is going to use that, uh, Wayne Gretzky. And then Kevin Smith abused it to death analogy. Um, Streaming services, the world of streaming, you know, we're we're talking about potentially getting rid of Peacock if, you know, things go the way we think they may be going. HBO Max, if it hasn't already disappeared, it's going to disappear. You know, Netflix is cracking down on password sharing. They're gonna Netflix is going to be adding ads. They're canceling shows that seem to be having, you know, decent uh, ratings and things. Are, are we done? Have we lived through the boom period of streaming services? And if so, what's next? I, that's, I want to pick the great futurist Doc Manson's brain for that. I mean, I really
0: don't know, to be honest, DC, because if anything, like it, over time, it seems like these tech things, entertainment um decentralizes in a way right first there was cable television and you had all these channels and you weren't interested in most of the channels right so then these streaming services come along and they seem like a better deal because they're more targeted or they can be and maybe they've just got a couple of shows that i want to watch or maybe they've got a specific genre that i like so i'll check them out and i'll subscribe to them instead of getting the big cable package right And yes, we're seeing that, I think, start to sort of burn itself out as well. And so the logical next step, I think, would be, all right, well, let's support the actual shows that we want to see. Instead of supporting Netflix, uh, I'll give money to the Duffer brothers so they can make the next season of Stranger Things or whatever they're going to make next, right? Um, Mm. As an example. Um, But the problem with that is, is is the same problem that the streaming services have had, which is you, you can't fund yourself on a niche product, right? Um, The Duffer brothers. Yeah. Even if they managed to get money from somewhere, the moment it looked like they didn't have a great season and they broke that chain, the money would dry up. Right. Um, Yeah. And something like a streaming service like Netflix, which is making all of these different things, is even having money problems. You know what I mean? So like how do you do that on an even smaller scale? I don't know that you can. And like the 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 thing that would have made sense to me that I, I'm tempted to say is well, that's when you turn to Patreon. That's when you turn to Kickstarter and you and you fund directly the things that you want. But honestly, I think Kickstarter, like the the heyday of Kickstarter was eight years ago, ten years ago now? Like even that model is passé because again people have realized that you can't actually you can't actually get enough money that way to make the to make enough money to to actually execute on entertainment projects which are very expensive um, you just you just can't get enough money that way so i don't know what the answer is i guess for me the answer is youtube right or and podcasts it is. It's the same thing as going to those individual creators, um, but now it's in a format where there is no, there is no expectation of production value. I can watch Markiplier no matter what Markiplier is doing, and I enjoy watching Markiplier. And don't get me wrong, Markiplier has done some cool, larger budget things, um, but I think mm-hmm. he's the exception in that space versus many others. Um, But like that's really the sort of thing that I think you can do on this more pinpoint level. You know what I mean? I don't I don't forget stranger things, forget making your own really cool slasher movies. Don't get me wrong, indie movies are great and all. But like low budget films these days, especially like the ones I'm familiar with and like the horror genre and stuff, don't get me wrong. There are diamonds in the rough and all that. But the amount of trash, like unwatchable trash that has come with democratization of the filmmaking process. I mean, and even in the 80s when you had these low budget films, these low budget slashers and all that, like there was production value there. There were physical effects that clearly somebody had a lot of talent and knew how to make or sometimes not always, you know, but you know what I mean? There was there was a craft to making those films. But now you have people running around filming things on iPhones and they put it on their computer and they use the stock uh, effects that come with Adobe Premiere and it looks like trash and garbage. And yeah, did they make a movie and tell a story? Sure. But like you look at and like there's no craft to it. it doesn't feel like you're consuming something that was put together by by an artist or a group of artists, I guess I should say. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I don't know. It kind of just falls apart.
1: I'm not sure yeah. what's next. You know, so Netflix is going to, I think, I think what will wind up happening is things are going to condense, you know, HBO max was a prime example. they, You know, their idea went away. They're going back to just the stuff is on HBO, the cable channel. But I mean, maybe you you get more conglomerates, Netflix
0: and and Amazon combined. That's it. You end up with back with a cable situation. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Or yeah. And that's it. It'll just be one, you know, a couple of giant things that own tons of stuff. Or we'll see. You know, I don't necessarily think we're going to wind up going back to digital or not digital. We're going to go back to hard copies of stuff. But, you know, there are already shows that you can't find on a streaming service. Like they're just not offered. They've disappeared. And I'm like, is that what's going to wind up happening in the next, you know, 20 years? We're going to see all of these shows that we are household names to us completely disappear. It happened. I have a, You know, I have a relative who had, I don't think he does it anymore, had a uh, popular, you know, social media account that really focused on old school television and, um, you know, all these shows that you're never going to see anymore from like the 50s and 60s that came and went and disappeared. And that was it. So, you know, maybe that's it. It'll just. I do
0: think that you're going to see a, a large increase in piracy. Over the next decade or so, although unlike the last time piracy was really big, you know, I think the government and the laws are in a place where you're going to see a crackdown on streaming and individuals even um, engaging in some of these activities. So it's going to be a riskier proposition in some ways, um, especially for The general population. But I I do think that's where we're headed. I think we're headed towards a resurgence. Um, Piracy was at its lowest over the course of the last 10 years or so versus 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Because, again, content became largely easy to find. But as all these companies start cracking down and they start making it harder to get and more expensive, Mm. people are just going to go right back to sailing the seven seas, man. Guaranteed. Well,
1: hey, I, I would never dare don an eye patch and a peg leg, but if I can find if, if we got rid of peacock and I knew of a place where I could still watch primetime wrestling with Bobby and gorilla, it's tempting not to, you know, want to at least investigate. I, yeah, I think you know, we'll see it condensing, it'll be Netflix, it'll be Amazon, they'll charge their you know they'll increase their prices, they'll you know, ads will happen no matter what. And eventually people will cut the cord on that and maybe it will be, you know, and that's the hey, thing that I think the, is strange about it is
0: like all of this has accelerated already. Like you're talking about this, like in a future sense, but like I have already cut the cord to Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, and right. I'm, and I'm behind the, the the curve compared to some people online, like,
1: It's already happening. Yeah, but the the question then becomes like and maybe that you know
0: Netflix had their
1: first, you know, two hundred thousand dollar
0: uh two hundred thousand subscriber loss uh the the quarter before last. You know what I mean? Like it, it it's
1: it's accelerating. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just, you know, and obviously there will be shows somewhere. Maybe it is YouTube or, you know, Amazon will have big hits because they've been trying. But Stranger Things and maybe, you know, Stranger Things is an outlier. Although Squid Game is also one you want to talk about a reference that seven-year-olds know that they shouldn't. Um, You know, do you want to play Red Light, Green Light? No, let's play Squid Game. Uh, What? Um. But, uh, you know, Amazon's trying their House of the Dragon or their Lord of the Rings show or whatever. But those things, to me, don't seem like, you know, the biggest thing right now is Wednesday. And that's, again, a Netflix show. What happens when there's a whole bunch of people not watching Netflix? You know, are we going to are we going to see, like you mentioned, the Duffer Brothers? Are we going to see like an artist collective? You know, we're going to gather really creative people and we're going to try to fund their work. And I don't know. It's crazy. I feel like this is just a very crazy time. Like in the next 12 to 18 months, you know, so many of these things that right now we take for granted are going to either disappear or change dramatically. And I suppose that might be how it always is, but I don't know. I feel like it's just a... We're on tenuous ground there, Doc Manson. We're on tenuous ground.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So. Well, with that, unless you have anything else for the good of the order, I suggest we go to, we now have four emails. Uh, Mrs. Manson chiming in as she does, uh, which I find interesting. Where We might be talking about puppies. Yet when we get to the subject of her email, it has nothing to do with puppies. Uh, Podcast at DDTwrestling.com. Uh, Che chimes in. We don't hear from Che all the time, but we love when we do. A quiet news week. A pretty
0: newsworthy seven days in the sports entertainment industry. Mercedes Monet, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, made her return to wrestling. Mm -hmm. Omega and Osprey had a good old ding dong. I'm not sure that means the same thing here as it does there. (laughs) Uh, The words Saudi Arabia and WWE were continuously linked. Most importantly of all, it was rumored Bo Freakin Dallas was backstage at Monday Freakin Night Raw. Anyway, enough yeah. wrestling. What are your favorite ingredients to throw inside a tortilla? Also, what is the greatest puzzle form? Riddle, jigsaw, crossword, or other? Hope all is well, your pal across the pond. A che.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. You know, Uncle Uncle Howdy made his appearance a couple of weeks ago, and they had a very clear-cut picture. And everyone was like, I wonder who that is. And I'm like, maybe it's because I've looked at Bo Dallas more than most people. Maybe that's the secret. But I was like, how do you not see that this is obviously Bo Dallas with just silver hair and a beard? And like an Undertaker SummerSlayer, you know, Undertaker Phantom mask that he wore when he broke his orbital bone. Um but you know, hey, at it will break my heart if I stop watching WWE when Bo Dallas finally gets his day in the sun. It will. The irony will not escape me, but it will break my heart. Um, what are you putting a tortilla there, Doctor? Buffalo chicken must make a buffalo
0: chicken quesadilla with that tortilla. Grill mm. that thing up. A little bit been- of blue
1: cheese on the side. Celery. Yep. yep. I'm going for barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken, some corn, some black beans, cheddar cheese. Oh, sounds like a good time to me. Good time. Yep. Quesadilla is good. And then what is the greatest puzzle form? Interesting.
0: I mean, Mrs. Manson would probably say the jigsaw, um, but she likes crosswords as well. Mm-hmm. Best puzzle form. think she's going to maybe give her two cents
1: here. All right. Chime it depends in.
2: depends on your mood and your interests. You don't have to have any knowledge to do a jigsaw puzzle, but you do have to have some kind of knowledge for crosswords. You know, like all that obscure stuff that lives in the back of your head.
0: I like the jumble.
1: <laughs> Jumbles are good. I like I'm the fit. word search. <laughs> Those are also good.
2: I find doing crossword puzzles therapeutic because I can pick them up and put them down. And if I don't know the answer, well, eventually letters get there and I'll know the answer. And crossword Mm -hmm. puzzles, I can get frustrated. No, jigsaw puzzles I can get frustrated with sometimes. But then this guy right here, he comes in and he saves the day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I'm not a jigsaw puzzle person. I'm not a visual. I'm not visual enough for that. Rubik's Cube. Give me a word. Give me a word puzzle every day. Word puzzles galore.
2: He's so, stubborn. But, so he just keeps looking at that jigsaw puzzle and we get it done. We're a good team.
1: Do you do you wordle? Do I what? Wordle.
2: Wordle. Uh not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah.
1: I think I did it twice. And that was the end of that. It wasn't fun. I see people who do the What is it? Quirtle, which is like four wordles. I'm like, no, that's just asking for pain. No, thank you. But yeah, yeah, I'll take a I'll I do the crossword, you know, uh, now that I have a subscription to the New York Times, now that I am an adult, I'll dabble in the crossword now and then. Um, But yeah, I, I enjoy some puzzles. All right, Che, hope all is well with you. Thank you. Glenn, will stay across the pond. Glenn, what ifs?
0: Hi, guys. With the magic roundabout of rumor and guesswork and full revolution as to the selling of WWE, I was wondering what would have happened if WCW had won the Monday Night Wars and had bought out the WWF. If you were booking WCW at the time, who would you bring in from the WWF roster and who would you have as your champions? Thanks, as always, Glenn.
1: All right, so let's take ourselves back to, what would this be, April, March 2001? Yeah, March 2001. The buyout happens. Ted Turner shows up on the USA Network. The problem is, and again, it depends on who was running the show at the time, you know, Would Stone Cold would have? Would Stone Cold have wanted to go to WCW? I don't think so. I think he'd have just gone home. He's not going back there. The Rock probably would have just been like, "Yeah, I'll just try Hollywood earlier than usual." Um, I think Mick Foley would have gone. Maybe It, it depends on you know if Eric Bischoff was there or whoever the you know a lot of people dealt with who they didn't enjoy. Uh, Taker might have gone. Taker might have been the, you know, sellout sort of thing. But I also think we're, we're, we're watching it right now. Vince McMahon would have either never sold or he would have sold it and then immediately tried to start a new company.
0: I would have liked to have seen Vince McMahon in WCW joining the billionaire ass-kissing club.
1: Yeah, that would have been nice. Never would See have happened. Pucker up for old. Pucker up for old billionaire Ted, um, but yeah, you know, I think and it would have been hard because then you've got Flair, you've got Sting, you've got Goldberg, you've got Nash and Hogan, Jesus, I guess Hogan might have been on his way out by then, but uh you know the, the egos would have been would have been a bit of a problem, probably even more so than you would have had the way it actually worked itself out. Uh, Nate chimes in Kurt Angle. They would have. They would have run with Kurt Angle. You bring Kurt Angle in, and you know that would have been good. Rob Van Dam. Uh, bringing Rob Van Dam. Hey, absolutely, Mister Monday Night Nitro. Uh, Nate chimes in with a weekly ish email.
0: Good afternoon, fellas. Short and sweet this week with a different question. What is your favorite day of the week, and why? I hope you both have a great night and rest of your week. You're both amazing. Send for my iPhone! Exclamation point.
1: You, in fact, are amazing there, friend, Nate. Uh, favorite day of the week, and why? Probably Saturday, because I don't have to work. That's a correct answer. And that's I don't have to answer. go to work the next day. So, yeah, that's exactly. You are exactly right, and you are right for the exact right reasons. So there you are. Uh, Mrs. Manson, cannabis. Yeah, I don't think this has anything to do with puppies. Uh, today's the day, boys. Our great state has approved the sale of cannabis to all adults age 21 and old. Wasn't that yesterday? All right. Yeah. Are you interested in partaking in such activities? I've got a fiend who will act as my advisor that could help in making appropriate choices. I feel like we drink alcohol recreationally. Is cannabis really so different? I will say the last time I partook in such activities, I ended up with a box of cereal strewn across my kitchen floor when I woke up in the morning. There's a story about a snake, too, but we don't need to get into that here. I'm such a troublemaker. Puff, puff, pass. Mrs. M. My wife, the druggie, D.C. Apparently. Uh, have you ever partaken in the Puff Puff pack? I have not. I've never... Neither have I. ...had or consumed
0: cannabis of any kind. Nope. I look Neither forward I. to it, though. I,
1: I have had CBD oil. Which does um, nothing. No. Well, I suppose I didn't really notice anything when I took it. but uh, <laughs> um, But yeah, I've been offered. I've been offered it. You know... Do you know who has offered me cannabis or your parents? Uh, yes. The <laughs> champ specifically. Every goddamn time I'm over, he's like, you want something? And I'm like, he's like, I've got these blueberry gummies that I'm never going to eat. You really got to take them off my hands. And he's got like three bottles of them. So
0: take them next time. Give them to
1: me. <laughs> I don't know if I'll eat
0: three uh, bottles of them, but edibles is my game. DC. I am. I am planning to partake in the legal cannabis now that we can in this state. I've never I've never been particularly against it. I just haven't needed to do anything that was illegal.
1: Yeah. I'm not opposed. I'm not excited.
0: I will yeah. And I will say like I'm not interested in smoking it cuz like when I smell it on somebody who's clearly a heavy smoker, it's the worst most pungent aroma, I can imagine. Like I, I don't want to smell like that, I, and I don't want to smell it as I'm doing it. Uh, but an edible, I think I could get behind.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that would be it. Well, especially since your wife is such a baker. Like, is she, are you going to buy an already edible, or are you going to create your own?
0: I mean, I imagine I will buy an already made to start with, and who knows, I may do it once and say
1: that was enough for a lifetime. Yeah. You know, Mrs. Mrs. Matthews is a little nervous. She has some family history that is not necessarily great. I think a distant family member had a really bad experience. And so she's a little, you know, not, not super on board, but she has talked about trying edibles and I would imagine it would be more, it would be safer and more enjoyable in mixed company? Yeah, probably. Maybe. So you get on the phone, you call tall guy. <laughs>
0: you call tall guy. <laughs> At least
1: you've talked over the last three years. True. Um, yeah. But, you know, I I, I would. I'm not going to seek it out. But if the opportunity ever presented itself, I would. I did. We did order uh, from the local authentic uh Chinese restaurant after we had talked about it so much. We ordered last week. Oxtail soup? No, because of course, like we were just ordering a couple of things. I wanted to try the scallion pancakes. My wife wanted to try the crab rangoons and I got the wonton soup. So we, of course, got three incredibly Americanized options. Um, the wonton soup was terrible. Um their wonton soup. It was okay. Compared to the place I love.
0: I will say was, the broth was, is more mild kind of like um the other place that we went. Yes. I want a I want a I felt it was better I, than I, that place,
1: but I understand it's not yes. the I I ate a bowl salt bomb that you were looking chose for. Not def- And then chose not to and then chose not to finish it. I want I want thick noodle, I want a meaty wonton, this little like shriveled up, you know, pasta around a yeah. Uh, the but traditional ones, on, you have no interest. And in. and the most important, yes, the most important thing was my wife liked the crab rangoon. She was like, I'd eat these again. So now I'm in. Hey, yeah, I will so say I don't point. think
0: their Americanized dishes are the appeal. I, I don't think they're the like. I think you'll find if that's your game, you will get better uh, food. I think at other restaurants. Restaurants. Yeah. restaurants that have specialized in the Americanized dishes. Um, but if you're willing to, to have some of the more authentic stuff, I think that's where this place will shine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I expected my wife to look at the menu and be like, we can't order from here. This place has too many, you know, gross things. But she was just like, you can try stuff. I was like, you're going to let me try whatever it was. And she was like, you can get it. I want the shredded duck fried rice. I know that. Yeah, that sounds good. I know that for a fact. And I would try some of the, you know, again, like their, you know, some of the more organ meat type things. I would, I would try those. So we'll have to see. What I want right now, thank you to our lovely emailers, Che and Glenn and Nate and Mrs. Manson. We appreciate you each and every week. What I want to know right now, though, Doc... I want to know that piece of positivity. I want to know what's getting you through. You got a lot going on. You're doing a lot. You're back into hobbies, which I always enjoy when that happens for you. Uh, What's the one thing right now getting you through the week?
0: Yeah, at the moment, it's probably that art stuff. To be honest, Um, because I understand, like it's not like real. Uh, art the way that like a person who picks up a pen and a pencil or a paintbrush and, and creates from nothing. Um, but I do think there is an art to getting th- the, these these machines to output images. When you first start, you get garbage from these things and like learning how to craft the prompts and getting it to do what you want it to do. I think there is an art to it, um, which I think is interesting and I've been enjoying my time with that immensely. And, you know, it it also ties into my love of technology um, mm. and, you know, learning the, these these sort of obscure <laughs> programs and figuring out, well, how do I train my own models? How would I even do that? I've been doing a lot of reading about that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's a, it's a, just an interesting thing to poke at, I, I guess. So you know, we'll see where it goes. I bet you, I'm probably pretty close to burning myself out on it because, let's face it, the uh, the applications of it aren't exactly numerous. Maybe I could look into generating art for a video game that way. I don't know, but I, I don't think you could get enough consistency, like to do a character model that way. Um, they would look too different from generation to generation, but. Oof.
1: Well, and, and I'm, a, you know, obviously, if you've got software that you might have purchased or found somewhere, I just typed in AI art generator and found some website called Night Cafe, and I typed in Colossus eating chicken wings. I see no chicken wings of any sort. And then I typed in just because it was the first thing that came to my mind, Kevin Spacey on fire. And I don't see I don't see Kevin Spacey anywhere in this. So, like I said, there I is an wrong? art to it. Am I, I must be doing it wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got to learn about okay. different types of prompts and um, uh, the, the certain words. And there, there's negative prompts in the thing that I'm using so you can get it to, to, to move away from generating certain types of things. And again, there's different models. There are some that are more cartoony, there are some that are trying to be photorealistic, there are some that are abstract. So like it all depends on the very specifics of the underlying technology that you are using through th- th- this interface as well. And I don't know, it's fascinating, it's
1: fascinating in a lot of ways. so that's probably it for me, D.C. I love when you're excited about something, because you you dive in, you go 100 percent, and yes, you can burn yourself out, but for those times that you're into it, it's a good time. Um, a few weeks ago maybe a month, month and a half ago. I don't recall. Um, My piece of uh, positivity was a guy named Brennan Lee Mulligan. Uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan is an improviser. He is a comedian. Most importantly, I think for him, um, he is a dungeon master uh, for Dungeons and Dragons games. And he has a company, Dimension 20, that produces video of um various uh Dungeons and Dragons style games similar to a uh, you know, Critical Role would be, I think, the most famous one that people might be familiar with. Uh Brennan got his start on college humor. I already I already had two. So those are your two. Their dear wife. Um, Brennan got his start on college humor. uh, And um, if you've seen the CEO videos, the Oreo CEO or the Tide Pod CEO or whatever, that's him. Um, And college humor kind of went away and became something called Dropout TV, which is a streaming service. Um, Obviously not a very famous one because I don't know how many people have heard of Dropout TV. Uh, but I had been exploring and just looking at some of the things, and as a late Christmas present to myself, because it were the a year subscription was on sale, I purchased myself a year subscription to Dropout TV. Um, what did that cost? I to? think you uh, $35, 40 bucks, something like that. Not nothing terrible for a year's worth of entertainment. All right. Um, yep. And I've got to tell you, it's it's kind of in our there there's an element to it that is in our wheelhouse it's got the nerd thing down there's a heavy amount of improv in some of these shows and games and things uh they have something called breaking news which is essentially almost like a who's line style game somebody writes the newscast and then they have four people who are doing the newscast they don't know what's on the prompter and they're not allowed to smile or laugh and so that's hilarious there's a game i'm really into called game changer in which three people play a game show but you don't know the rules of the game you described you this play before the game. i think yeah yes and then you have to figure out what the game is um it's so, kind of like press you know, conference again, right yeah there, there's there's similar elements to those sorts of things so You know, because we are improv minded, because we are, I just started watching a, you know, a Dungeons and Dragons style, you know, they're playing a, they're playing a, you know, sort of role playing style game. I find that interesting. I don't know that I'll finish it because it's probably six or eight hours long start to finish. Um, But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So, you know, it's not a huge uh, monetary investment. But I think people will, would get some enjoyment out of it. So if you feel the need, if you're looking for something, if you, you're canceling Peacock or you're done with WWE, uh, head on over and check out Dropout T. Very good. Uh, but that's what I've got. Uh, but yes, so with that, my friends, who knows? Honestly. Who the heck knows what we're going to be talking about next week. Maybe the deal is done and we're canceling it and basically it's a eulogy to our WWE watching for the foreseeable future. Maybe they're set, maybe the rumors will be they're selling to somebody else and you know, all will be well. Maybe Tony Khan will buy them. That would be hilarious and I don't like Tony Khan. But that I don't think he's got would, the
0: money for that.
1: Well, Elon Musk didn't have the money for Twitter. What do you think they're going to sell for? What do you think in the end? How much money do you think uh WWE is worth? I don't know.
0: I really don't know. So, you live in a world you know. where
1: just Star Wars was worth 2 billion dollars, so I mean, I was going to say 4. Like Twitter was worth 44 or 45 whatever they paid. I was going to say uh, uh, I had said $4 billion. That was the number that had popped into my head. $4 billion for WWE. But that might be high. That might be high. Star Wars might be that, you know, is WWE worth more than Star Wars? I actually think they probably are. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, I look forward to sitting down with you and talking it all out. The next seven days probably will be very, very interesting. Doc Manson, anything else you would like to say before we head out into that good night?
0: Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, you could do so. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com is the email address. You can listen to our entire back catalog of episodes, wherever it is you acquire auditory goodness like this podcast. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and really, how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling. They give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on and it keeps this podcast
1: train
0: a chug a luggin.
1: He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. No, I don't have my car yet. And yes, I'm mad about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, last week they told somebody, a different guy told me, Oh, it just got, it just arrived at the port. Now we have to get it on a truck. And I was like, I was under the impression that it had already made it, but okay. So, you know, maybe, maybe by our birthdays, I'll have this new car. Peace, uh, Doc Manson. I'm DC Matthews. Have yourselves a heck of a week until we meet again, my friends. Won't you be? Our besties.